my primary experience had I stayed for the remaining 30 years of my career. My subsequent inactivity and its effect on my personal balance sheet had not gone unnoticed, however. My girlfriend, Katie, herself recently graduated from Harvard Law School and equally weighed down by debt, had generously, if pointedly, offered to support me for a year if bad came to worse. Citibank, the owner of my student loan, was proving less supportive. My relationship manager had called earlier that week to ask the $100,000 question, when and by what means would I start making payments against their bet on my future? He gave me the helpful advice that, if I did not start now, my $100,000 question would quickly become a $150,000 one. I had, I believed, developed habits of strategic thinking and practice in my years working in counter-terrorism and in theory in my time studying at Harvard. Still, standing halfway up that mountain, my strategizing had somehow led me to decide that the most logical next step in my life was this. I was going to create a weekend adult obstacle course, with the help of some coerced friends, at Bear Creek Ski Resort outside Allentown, Pennsylvania, in the off-season. Neither of these answers, short or long, was what I said to the reporter. I talked instead about my hopes for what we were billing as probably the toughest event on the planet, and I took a stab at describing our as-yet-unformed Tough Mudder tribe. If you are going to describe what a Tough Mudder is, I said, you have to describe what they are not. They are not marathon runners or triathletes. They are not guys who wax their legs so they can save five seconds on their finish time. There is no pretense about them or showing off. They get on with it. They don't moan. A tough mudder has fear, but he or she overcomes it. I talked about how tough mudder had been deliberately conceived not as a race or another Ironman or marathon, but as an untimed challenge. About how the course could only be negotiated with help from friends and teammates and strangers, and that as such it tested a particular idea of achievement based on mutual cooperation, not winner-take-all competition. And I ended by saying how, working out of a corner of borrowed office space in a half-abandoned building directly under the Brooklyn Bridge, we had hoped that 500 people would sign up for this first event after we advertised it on Facebook, but how nearly 4,500 people had actually done so. As we spoke... For better or worse, many of those 4,500 people were making their way to Allentown. The first mudders. Some had already arrived the night before, camping out in tents or sleeping in cars. Mostly men, some shirtless in the early morning, all pumped up, expectant. They had enthusiastically taken the tough mudder pledge that I had invented with my old high school friend, Guy Livingstone, my co-founder, late one night a few weeks earlier. We had tried to pitch the pledge somewhere between Boy Scouts' honour and Navy SEAL passing out parade. It was as serious as it needed to be. I understand that Tough Mudder is not a race, but a challenge. I put teamwork and camaraderie before my course time. I do not whine. Kids whine. I help my fellow mudders complete the course. I overcome all fears. The pledge demonstrated our belief that there was a craving among people, particularly young people, not only for challenging experiences, 
but for an authentic set of values they might sign up to and, over the course of the afternoon and beyond, believe in. To test that belief, we had installed tattoo artists at the finish line to ink the whole pledge free of charge on the backs of those mudders who had taken it most to heart. They were already doing brisk business. Those 4,500 people, those first mudders, were our great hope. They represented the first evidence that my belief that people would be intrigued by this event, maybe even would flock to it and love it, was not entirely insane. At the very least, they were the best answer I had found so far to the Harvard professors who had greeted my original idea, presented as a business plan in an annual competition, as too optimistic and simplistic, and advised me to persevere at Bain and Company. Mr. Dean, do you really think anyone will pay you to run through mud? My professors...